a win is a win, right? After you have been defeated pretty handily by Louisville last week, you'll just take a win. Well, this was not an easy one for Boston College, but they did escape with a win, and that's all you can ask for. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome. This is Locked On BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. This is our special post-game podcast on BC's win, defeating UVA on Saturday, 27-24. This was a game of two halves, really. I mean, when you look at it, you, you dive deep down into it. BC looked like two completely different teams. And, and this has kind of been the story all year. BC hasn't been able to consistently do what they need to do for four quarters and in the past, it bit them. This game, they got enough going, and UVA was bad enough that they were able to put it together. But before we get into some of the details, I just want to say, um, I want to shout out a, a, a quick thoughts and prayers to Ryan O'Keefe. Um, if you weren't watching the game, he was injured pretty severely in the third quarter of this game where he got, and it looked like a collision with Malcolm Green of um, the, uh, the Who's. Green, both of them were down. Green got back up and he went right to the locker room, but O'Keefe never got back up. Uh, he was motionless on the ground. They removed his pads and his shirt and uh, brought, took him out on a stretcher. It was a long injury uh, delay. You could just tell something really bad was wrong. Um, and it was scary. It was a scary moment. Uh, and BC after the game announced that it was a neck injury and they had to stabilize it. So that's scary stuff. Uh, so I want to just, before I even talk about anything football, this, you know, this is something scarier and, and bigger than football. So my thoughts are with Ryan and his family. Hopefully everything will go um, smoothly with a fast recovery and there's nothing serious about it. But um, we saw, we all saw that. So I just wanted to, share, to, to do that before we start talking. So BC, they come out and this game starts off. It was a nightmare. UVA just storms down the field on their first drive. They go um, 10 plays, 75 yards. They get the kickoff, and they just march the ball right down BC's throat. And that just seemed to me like it seemed just like a continuation of the Louisville game, right? Louisville was more um, explosives, but it still ends up with points. I don't care how it happens. When you see a team just, you know, march down the field, get quick points off of you. That's bad. the offense again, just like against Louisville looks slow. I, it, it, I was, I was at the game as a fan. I brought my family to this game. So I was sitting at, I actually had terrible seats. I was in one of the end zones. I just couldn't see what was going on a lot. But to me, my impression was a lot that at the beginning of this game, BC was struggling to do anything vertical. It looked like everything was like a yard, two yards. They couldn't get anything going. Castellanos, in addition, was a really uncharacteristic. He really struggled uncharacteristically. So after BC, um, you know, they're punting back and forth. There's three punts. Castellanos throws an interception, and then it goes punt, punt to end the second, um, 
end the second quarter for BC on offense. They, I mean, they got nothing done. They got one touchdown um, on a t- uh, Patrick Garwo uh, touchdown run, uh, which was a big moment. And it felt like after that. So after an interception from uh, Castellanos, UVA scores, they make it 14 nothing. Garwo scores. You're starting to feel like, okay, maybe they're getting back into this game. They do it with uh, like a minute 32. And so you give the ball back to Virginia and you're like, okay, things are feeling okay. You know, you get the ball back to start the second half. All right. Virginia moves the ball down a little bit. And it, the, the credit to Donovan Azaraku and, and George Rooks. I want to talk about George Rooks later. Um, they make some big plays and there's a, a play. And I believe it was um, an intentional grounding play with like three or four seconds left. And the teams, they could, because intentional grounding is a 10 second runoff. They start leaving. You see both teams leaving. The refs are holding them up because there was no 10 second runoff because there's some weird rule that I think it was Sheeta Salah had his helmet ripped off. When his helmet was ripped off, that somehow gets rid of the 10 second runoff, which makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, so basically you can just rip someone's helmet helmet off and not get that. I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. So UVA gets one more play with three seconds left. They're, they decide to go for a Hail Mary. And for the second time in two games, Boston College lets up a touchdown in the last moments of the half. A freaking Hail Mary. And, and this Hail Mary was so bad. That it was covered. But to me, it just looked, and, and the guys might have a different perspective as the players themselves, but it looked like to me like they were going for the interception instead of just swatting it away. Um, and so there were like three guys. I think I saw Cole Batson, um, Amari Jackson, and maybe Elijah Jones. Th- I, I, and I apologize for the players if I'm wrong. But there were definitely three players surrounding that ball. And he just reaches up. The wide, uh, you know, the wide receiver reaches up and catches it. It was, you know, Malik uh, Malachi Fields, thirty-nine touchdown. That was the most deflating play I think you could imagine uh, in this because you had momentum, you were doing pretty well, and you give up a stu- for you know last week it was the fake kneel down. This week it's a it's this. So you're just going like, okay, what? Wh- why can't this team just figure something out? Why does everything have to be ugly? And why why are these mistakes happening over and over again? So you know you hear the the boos, and I get it. I mean, like that was bad. That was really really bad. Now, in the second segment of our special episode, I want to get into um, the set the, the things that got better. Because the second half was a completely different BC team. And we'll talk a little bit about that in just a moment. Now, you don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Men thinking losing their health is inevitable. You can take control of your hair's future with Nutrafol's science-backed health hair growth supplement for men. 
So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. That's Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men, and enter promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. That's Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE college locked on bc aj black here thank you all for listening and we're talking we're going you know given the details about this game because it was a dense game there's a lot going on uh that happened between the lines in this in this matchup it's the parents weekend right uh campus was buzzing uh jackie uh franchuli uh, from Wahoo's two four seven seven message, like, is this always like this? She was she was impressed by BC's um, crowd, and I was too. I I had a tailgate. I was up by um, um, uh, by Vanderslice, and I was up on the hill and had a spot, and it was great. It was great. But what was impressive to me was what's what's the 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 rib about parents' weekends at BC. Is that by halftime everyone's leaving to go to the North End for their uh, family uh, dinners? Didn't happen in this game, which I thought after, especially after that deflating hail mary, that sorry, it's a little uh, technical issue, issue there for a second. That they would leave. I figured they were going to leave. I thought we would get you know uh, half the crowd gone, but they were loud and they got back into it. In the second half, BC was a different team. They get the ball back. They go 11 plays, 63 yards, and Liam Connor hits a 42-yard field goal. At that point, even then, I was going, eh, you're not going to win games with field goals. Uh, you need to start doing more here. But you know what? It what You know, you needed to get points, too. You did what you had to do. You trust your defense. And to their credit, this second half – Let's, let's shout out the defense after starting off with a little bit of, of blips with the, that, you know, that first drive was bad. Then they were put in a bad position after an interception and then whatever the hell the, the, the um, Hail Mary was after that, they were pretty much flawless in this game. And you saw a team get, you know, BC had, I think five sacks this whole season. They had four in this game. You had sacks from Donovan Azaraku, George Rooks had a sack and a half, Kari Johnson, uh, Chris Banks, and Sheeta Salah all were, were credited with at least a half a sack. They were getting after Tony Musket. They were doing what they needed to do to cause pressure. They were getting into the pocket. And, uh, you know, with Mitch, we were talking about how Musket wasn't a mobile quarterback, but they were running him a lot. Uh, and he had uh, nine, or what was his rushes? He had 14 rushes. He led the team in rushing attempts. And so Tony Elliott, I think, thought there would be something there for his team to go after. There wasn't. There was nothing for them to really get. They had a few runs, uh, but the defense, I thought, really stepped up. Elijah Jones, man, he got called for a bad pass interference down the stretch, but his interception was beautifully read. He had a, that was a big time play right there. And, you know, for all his faults and he, he was, I mean, his score is going to be terrible on poor football focus tomorrow. Thomas Castellanos again with the big plays. 
Uh, he threw for two touchdowns in that second half again to Lewis Bond, who is becoming wide receiver number one. I never, I mean, going into this season, I, I had been praising the wide receiver room. I thought it was going to be a deep room. Uh, there's been, there's definitely talent there. I always thought, you know, Joseph Griffin would be wide receiver one, and then Jaden Williams would be wide receiver two. Jaden Williams hasn't, didn't even play today. He wasn't on anything. Lewis Bond did. And another piece about Bond while I'm talking about him, because he's incredible to watch. He had that, um, he didn't get the touchdown. I think it was the one that Garwell ran in. He shows, I don't want to say the speed of Zay Flowers, but he showed some, again, like his footwork is incredible. Like those, there was that play, like he added like 10 yards of yak after that by juking the crap out of the UVA defenders. That was great. And the other part about I liked about Lewis Bond, and I'm going to give this credit to the special teams coach and Jeff Halfley for putting him in this, is that Jaden Williams was not returning kicks. And the difference was night and day. Lewis Bond had a couple big returns. He didn't let everything just bounce by him. Um, and then losing yards on, you know, the bounce of the ball. Um, and he fair caught when he needed to fair catch. That's what you got to do. And I, I hope, I really do hope that Lewis Bond is the starting punt and kick re- punt returner and, and maybe kick returner now that O'Keefe might be missing some serious time. He needs to be out there because he does it right. It's not a coaching thing. I, it must have been just a Jaden Williams thing uh, because the difference was very, very clear. And it made a bit, I thought it made a big difference. And Mitch will be able probably to give us the, the details on it on average field position. You weren't going back to the 10, the five, they were getting better field position in the second half. So BC's offense was clicking here. Uh, and when you look at the scoring data, when you look at how big the yard differences were in the first and second half. It's absolutely stunning. It was how big of a two, how much of a two game. It felt like two games. Here is the stats officially from uh, Boston college themselves. Um, so th- this was their first game. I thought this was interesting too. This is the first game since 1997 that they've erased a 14 point halftime deficit since 1997. That's 26 years ago. It took 26 years to overcome a 14-point deficit. That's how bad things have been. I mean, you watch so many of these football games on TV. How many of them do that week in and week out? BC hasn't done it in 26 years to get that off their back. But what I was getting for it was BC outgained was outgained 267 to 120 in the first half in yards, but then outgained UVA 266 to 39 in the second. Mitch is going to have a hot take about this defense on tomorrow's show, but this defense had an outstanding game in that second half. They, they led, you know, BC back into this. They were the ones that kind of got things going, you know, with the interception, the, the sacks, the, 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 you know, UVA only averaged, um, they only averaged, 2.3 yards per carry. That was what they had going into this game. But Kobe Pace, only 2.8 yards per carry. The receivers, they had their moments, but BC still shut them down in that second half, and that was huge. Now, 
we're going to wrap things up in a little bit with a few last thoughts. But if you have any thoughts about this game, I want you to leave them in the comments right now too, because I know there's a lot of you out there. And if you're enjoying this, hit that like button and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're listening to our podcast, give us a five-star review. It really does help people find our podcast. I know many of you um, enjoy us and want to, want to do that as well. So I want to, before we do that, I want to get to eBay. eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps up your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle, level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need and all the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or dive alive at ebay.com slash motors. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Locked on BC, AJ Black. And as I already said, I already, um, you know, we kind of wrapped up our conversation um, about this this game. But I want to kind of now wrap up, you know, give my takeaway. What is my takeaway from BC? And it's it a win is a win. You always will take your wins. And with BC, it hasn't been coming a lot lately. So it's nice to get a win, especially when you have Army on deck. You know, you play well. You could be 500 next week. You don't. Things go back to where it was. But still, I go into this game, leaving this game, concerned about BC for a few things. One, they aren't able to consistently put it, – it continued, but it wasn't to the point that they lost the game. But they are not able to put together a complete game. You know, we, they went a whole half again where they played like dog poop. That's the same way that they played against Florida State. That's the same way they played against NIU. Like every game has that half where they look like, uh, you know, the, the, the league's worst team. And then they turn it back on. That ha- is a major issue. And every game from here on out will, will be impacted by that. I mean, today's was too, but you got to start playing four quarters. You can't play two quarters and expect to win a game. That is a major issue and something that, they're going to have to put together um, when they get things going though. And this is where, you know, if they could do it, it'd be impressive when they are playing together and they, and they have those when they're on, they're a fun team. They're a good team when they're, when they're on BC had kicking. They, they, they played well on in all three, three phases when they were on today. But again, it doesn't happen all the time. It doesn't happen for halves, and that's an issue. That's one thing. My other takeaway from this is injuries are starting to worry me. They're starting to get up there. And obviously the Ryan O'Keefe injury is is very serious, and that's beyond football right there, folks. You know, what I said earlier, hopefully he's okay. Hopefully this isn't a major thing and that he'll be able to live – his life health, you know, with good health. 
But I look at some of the other injuries that came up. First of all, um, I believe the quote was, our team is completely healthy. Uh, we should have everyone out there. Uh, we heard that on Wednesday. And Kai Robichaux didn't play at all, and it was in a boot. Maybe that happened on Thursday or Friday. Call it, call it me skeptical. I don't know. But he didn't play. He had a boot on. Who knows how long that's going to be. And don't ask me to ask at a press conference. We don't get the right answers on any of that. And they're not going to tell us. So we've talked about that. Secondly, Ozzy Trapillo was in and out during that game. Uh, he missed most of the second half. He started the game. He was out there. Then was replaced by Jude Bowery, who went down like it felt like one series later. And then it was back to Jack Conley. And yeah, that's a big, bit, bit of a, a step down um, in terms of dependability there. You have injuries there. That's concerning. Offensive line for me has been the most consistent position BC's had. It's been able to allow them to get back in games. It held them, held FSU in check. It held, you know, even against Louisville, they were able to put 28 points. A lot of that was on the offensive line playing better. If they start to go back to the guys that were playing last year because everyone else is hurt, I'm concerned about where this team will go. Um, and we saw pieces of it, but like get through next week and then it's a bye. And then hopefully, you know, you get Trapilo and hopefully Bowery. Bowery was standing. I could see him on the sidelines. He was still there. He just wasn't playing. Um, and he was still in his uniform. So that's not bad, but we'll have to wait and see what happens there. So injuries are concerning to me, but a win's a win. And BC really desperately needed this win. They did just enough to win it. Liam Connor was the game MVP, according to the team. He got the game ball. Hey, he kicked two 42-yard field goals. I just saw another stat. BC hasn't kicked two 40-plus-yard field goals in the same game since 2011. Man, it's been bleak times, hasn't it? So, some of these stats, I'm like, wow. No wonder why people don't follow this team. Well, it's a win. They played alma mater. Um, I was there as you know, I had my maroon and gold on as I brought my family there uh, and, and went with the fans instead of being up in the press box. Mitch was covering the game. I loved it. I had fun. It was a good experience. It was a good game. It didn't rain. That was good, but we'll get, we'll dive more into it tomorrow. Mitch will have his thoughts. We'll hear what he has to say. I um, mean, you're not going to want to miss that. Thank you all so much. Follow me on Twitter at AJ black two, four, seven. Um, Eagle Insiders uh, publisher. We have a 50% off sale uh, for VIP users. If you have not already signed up, do it now. We have a new hockey writer. Uh, Mitch is on there. We've got a ton of stuff coming up. You're not going to want to miss that. So sign up today at Eagle Insider. It's 40 bucks for the entire year. You get everything that we have on the site. We have tons and tons of great content. And I know some of you listeners right now can attest to that. Thank you all so much. We'll be back again for another show tomorrow. I'm glad you enjoyed, I hopefully you guys enjoyed tonight's extra bonus episode. Uh, we'll be back again shortly to talk again. Take care, and we'll see you again soon.